Welcome to Utah Famous, a podcast about the people, places, and history that make Utah so unexpectedly awesome. I'm Sarah. I'm a Utah transplant with Canadian roots. And I'm Jordan, and I'm a Beehive State native. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, um, we have never talked about our intro song. You found it for us because someone in your family liked this song. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's great. It's a great song. Uh, Yeah, my dad would play this song for us when we were kids living in Canada. <laughs> As like right before you would like come down to see yeah, family, like, right? It's an Osmond song. Yeah. Are we going to get in trouble? I really tried okay. to get permission. I tweeted all the Osmonds. This is when the cease and desist comes out, yeah. right? Okay. I, um, I actually like found Donnie's publicist yeah. and emailed her. She emailed me back and told me to contact this other person and I emailed him okay. he told me to contact this studio in California I emailed okay. them they said that a different studio had the rights oh I called that studio Whoa, I didn't know and it did was like this. you had to send an email like a formal email yes, like saying like what, what you wanted and it and I didn't know I guess there's some studios can own either the lyrics of a song oh, or or the, the, or the music, music or both and so far, I don't know who owns what, but the studio that I contacted that the publicist yeah, contact yeah. told me to contact said that um, they didn't own it, but that this other studio probably did. But I could never. And I was like, can you give me their info? And she's like, um, I don't want to give you I can't give you their like she oh. was super. I was like, who like, do I contact over Peter there? And the she's bush. like, uh, I'm not I can't give you my contacts. And I'm like, Ugh. so then huh. I emailed this other studio and they had like a super like formal I called and they had this voicemail that was like if you're requesting to if you want to use a song for whatever um do you write an email or email state what you need it for how long you need it for blah 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 blah, blah all the stuff oh so and gosh. then you'll in two weeks we'll let you know well I emailed them and I never heard back and, and I emailed them again later, and I never heard back really? and so yeah we're just using it I think I don't think anyone cares <laughs> I don't think like, anyone what? knows this song exists except for your father I know. like yeah when like family. my siblings heard it they recognize yeah it. I love it it was so perfect and I every time I listen to it I just love the way they say Utah Utah it's like yeah Taw. It's very like it's very Utah, yeah, country, and then like a little, little hillbilly, roll, yeah, little, little backwoodsy, <laughs> a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Oh, exactly, that's very appropriate. Yeah. So anyway, Osmonds. thank you for your dad for yeah. Shout out to my dad, yeah, for introducing me to this amazing song. So great. And if anyone legally has issues with it, let us know. We, us. we really want to get permission, yes. but it just kind of is perfect for our little podcast so but good effort jordan thanks a for i had i learned a lot about the music industry as i was contacting people getting rejected yeah i feel just ignored rather (laughs) you and taylor swift are on par with each other yeah her early days yes have you watched her documentary she has a new one on netflix i mean it just came out on friday just came out well and that kind of ties into my episode this week yeah because my episode this week is on the Sundance Film Festival, and that was like the first movie shown this year. Was it the first one? Yeah, 
I wish I would have known. I did. I knew it was coming to Netflix. And I mean, yeah. it came to Netflix a week later or whatever. But I didn't know that she, she was, was going to be in there. Utah. <sighs> I should have tried to go. Fangirled. And I could have stared selfied. at her on stage like I have before. But Sorry. but yes. I do really, I do really like the the documentary. I thought it was really good. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um. Did she, you learn stuff about Yeah, her? I felt like I a lot of it I had already I already knew cuz yeah. I have watched like all the documentaries you're about a fan, her. So. Yeah. yeah. So nothing there wasn't that many new things but just like a couple things of like her deciding to voice her like political opinion right. and and she talked a little bit about having like kind of like an eating disorder. Yeah. Um and so that was interest like yeah. interesting to know and like and the background of yeah, that kind of stuff and how that all works and how like how much backlash she can get by saying a, you know anything yeah. which would totally stress when me out when you're a major public yeah. figure like she is yeah so yeah it, it was i liked it a lot nice yeah i'll have to watch it yeah yeah so yeah that leads right into yeah my sundance and sundance episode. is wrapping up this weekend yeah this, i think like today yeah the As day we're, we're recording. recording um so maybe a little late <laughs> to do an episode on sundance let this be your primer for next year i feel like although uh, sundance is like it's still really cool but it's just super hard to even get into a movie there or like right. i mean unless you just go to like a showing in salt lake but right. actually like go to a premiere and like go yeah, up to park city like and see stars are and, all like spoken for yeah, yeah it's kind of it's not as like because it's so well known now i don't know i yeah, i i feel it's gotten big yeah i don't know and like bigger names and yeah more people and have you ever gone up to park city during sundance i have a couple times when i was single and i didn't really see anybody <laughs> yeah 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 just like walk around i, think I saw like evan handler who oh, no one knows who that is I but don't. he is on sex in the city he's charlotte's oh okay okay husband. but like very like b c list yeah if if any um but yeah we would always like my mom and i would go and we just go up there and like have lunch and walk around and yeah. never really see anyone but one year we were at lunch and we were like asking our waiter like have you seen anyone famous and and she was like actually over on that table is Haley duff and I was a huge oh, Lizzie McGuire fan yeah so it was Hillary sister Duff's sister and I was like no way I was losing it and it was so stupid but awesome. I was so excited I was like shaking and my mom's like let's go ask for a picture because it wasn't like it was a really casual eating place like it wasn't right. like I don't know and and yeah, like no one was she was like actually kind of walking around that I remember it was like a big table she was walking around the table like talking to people whatever oh, okay so we just kind of walked up and and my mom like can my like will you take a picture with my daughter and I was just like hi and I like I don't even know I mean I don't even know if I said hi I was just shaking and then she took the picture and then like I remember I couldn't eat the rest of my food but anyway she was there promoting Napoleon Dynamite That's what I was gonna say. and I didn't was she asked Napoleon she Dynamite? was like you should see my movie but at the time like I don't I mean we didn't even have like at the time, I mean, we used like an old digital sh like snap yes. camera. Yeah. Like oh, we didn't sure. even have an internet to look up the movie about like when it was playing or right, what it was right. or how to get tickets. And so anyway, I didn't see it until like way later, like way after oh, really? everyone like loved Napoleon Dynamite, saw it in the theater. I, for whatever reason, I didn't see it until like, even I remember way Haley later, told you to go even see though she it? personally invited what? me 
to purchase my own ticket and go to see the movie. <laughs> I didn't pay do your it. Own way yeah. into the movie. But she was really nice, and I basically met Hillary Duff, which at that point in my life was, I mean, that well, was like Taylor Swift. If I met Hillary Duff, right? See, I I'm too old for. Lizzie, yeah, McGuire, but I love Hillary Duff from Younger. I, that you know what's so, so funny? I haven't oh really watched Younger, but oh. I everyone loves it. I love it. I need to watch it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I still follow her. I still love oh, her. Yeah, I just yeah. Anyway, That's awesome. <laughs> so we could do a Napoleon. We should episode. Yeah, it's sort of connected to you. It's connected. To yeah, Utah. a lot of the people that ran out were from Utah. In Utah, but. it was filmed just barely over the border. Just barely into Idaho. Yeah. Practically. But everyone kind of has Utah connections. For sure. Who made the movie. Yeah. Et cetera. So I'm kind of mostly going to give history. Well. Yeah. Maybe not mostly, but I'm going to go into the history. So it's not all irrelevant. Okay, <laughs> with cool. With the festival being done. So before I dive into the history of the film festival... I'm just going to give a little history about Sundance. Which we probably could do a whole episode. We will do an episode on Sundance. Right, right. But this kind of leads into the film festival. Okay. So Robert Redford, mm-hmm. we all know. Cutie. Purchased what was originally called Tim Haven in 1968. And he renamed it Sundance after his role in... Butch Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> the Sundance Kid. But um, because Sundance, the location, has a lower elevation and it had a shorter ski season, so Robert... I'm just going to call him Robert. We all know who <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> We're totally on a first name Bobby. basis. Bobby. Bob. Uh, he wanted to create a more Aspen-like atmosphere and draw in, like, Hollywood stars while using... The resort to promote the arts. So in November of 1979, a month before I was born, <laughs> FYI, that's how connected we are. Yeah. Uh, he Robert, did it for you. <laughs> held, yes. Robert held a three day conference for filmmakers and professional artists at the Sundance Mountain Resort. So this is what was the foundation for the Sundance Institute. Oh, okay. Um, and the Sundance Institute story is this from their website. As a champion and curator, oh, a champion mm. and curator of independent, last name is <laughs> independent stories for the stage and screen, Sundance Institute provides and preserves the space for artists in film, theater, film composing, and digital media to create and thrive. Robert Redford founded the Institute in 1981 to foster independence, risk taking, and new voices. In American film. That year, 10 emerging filmmakers were invited to Sundance Resort in the mountains of Utah, where they worked with leading writers, directors, and actors to develop their original independent projects. Today, our staff of 180 employees works from offices in Park City, Los Angeles, and New York City to provide 25 resident residential labs, grants exceeding $3 million, and ongoing mentors, mentorships that support more than 900 artists each year. Each January, our Sundance Film Festival introduces a global audience to groundbreaking work and emerging talent in independent film. In addition to the festival, Sundance Institute hosts many public programs in the U.S., and around the world to connect artists with audiences to present original voices, inspire new ideas, and create community around independent storytelling. So the festival is 
run by the Institute. Yeah. Okay. So 1981 was the first year of the Sundance Film Festival. But before that, and what it grew out of was something called the Utah slash U.S. Film Festival. It was founded by Sterling Van Wagenen, who was head of Wildwood, which was Robert Redford's company, um, and John Earle, who was on the Utah Film Commission at the time, and they started this in 1978. So the Utah U.S. Film Festival, 1978. The films that came out at that year's festival were, you may have heard of them, or some of them, Deliverance, A Streetcar Named Desire, Mm. Midnight Cowboy, Mm. Mean Streets, and The Sweet Smell of Success. Um, Robert Redford was the chair, and with the help of the governor at the time, Scott Matheson, governor of Utah, the goal of the festival was to show strictly American-made films. Oh. So that's how it started. Interesting. Um, And they wanted to highlight the potential of independent films and to increase visibility for filmmaking in Utah. Very cool. Which I didn't really know that was, like, the point. Did did you, yeah. Did you say that, Robert, did he live here, like, full-time? Well, I don't know if he... Does he live here full time? I don't really know. I don't know either. I wonder, or or was he just like working in well, LA? He, I think he was probably a little bit of everything because he has a home in Sundance. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was working in LA. Right, right. Possibly New York at the time. They conducted a competition for independent American films, presented retrospective films, and had filmmaker discussion panels. And they celebrated the Frank Capra Award, and he Frank Capra is a legendary director basically that's kind of what they still do at the film festival on a larger scale it seems and then in 1979 sterling van wagenen left to head up what would become the sundance institute and james your your ure took over briefly as executive director of the festival and then serena hampton catania became executive director and that year they screened 60 movies and had several panels with well-known Hollywood filmmakers. And the first Frank Capra Award was given to Jimmy Stewart. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, the festival made a profit this year. Then in 1980, Catania left the festival to pursue a production career. Mm. So there's a side note. Yeah. That is not, not a good side note. Oh, no. <laughs> I like to bring it down. You do. Um so Sterling Van Wagenen, who started the festival and the yeah, institute, yeah. he was a filmmaker and he even directed like LDS um, temple movies. Okay. But last year, I don't oh, know no. if you've heard this. No. Last year he admitted to like two sexual abuse cases. Ugh, so course. one from like 1993 and the other one that took place between 2013-2015. Oh, recent. And he was convicted of one of them and oh, now he's wow. in jail. Okay. See ya. Which is kind of... The what? Yeah, it sucks. And then the Sundance Institute released this statement after it happened. Recent reports in the press have made us aware of allegations of sexual abuse by Sterling Van Wagenen, who played a role in founding both the festival and the Institute. He has no current connection to either entity and hasn't since he left our Utah Advisory Board in 1993. Sundance Institute categorically denounces his behavior, as described in recent reports, and we stand in solidarity with those whose brave truth-telling shines light on abusive behavior. Ugh. So. Why? 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 Like, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to put that in there. Okay. I know it has made the news. Yeah, recently. Recently, and 
wanted Thank to. Thank goodness he's in jail. Yes, right? He's in jail. Anyways, but it was, the festival was still called the Utah U.S. Film Festival at this time, so in 1980, but several factors helped it gain momentum. So, obviously, Robert Redford's involvement. Mm-hmm. Um, he became the festival's inaugural chair, and so, obviously, having his name attached brought it a lot of attention. And then the other one was, at the time, there was only one other film festival celebrating American films, and that was the USA Film Festival in Dallas, Texas, which apparently is still a thing, and they are celebrating their 50th year in April. Oh, wow. Um, but the response from Hollywood was kind of unprecedented. Yeah. As major studios were providing uh, resources to the festival. And maybe it's just like proximity to Hollywood. It's not that far. Yeah. Compared to Texas. Texas. So and no one was really paying. Robert Redford. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no. Not as much. Got it. In 1981, the festival moved from Sundance Resort to Park City. And changed the date from September to January with the Why? intent Why? of drawing, like, ski crowd. <laughs> Hollywood people like to ski, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, I always feel so... It's just... January is an ugly it's, month for most states. Yes. It's so bad for Utah because we get the inversion. We get the bad air. Yeah. Well, and, does Park City, though? No, but they still fly into Salt Lake yeah, and, and then they see gross. it. and then, But they're coming from L.A. <laughs> and L.A. looks even grosser. Does it? Oh, when the smog is okay, okay. out in L.A., it's gross. Okay, so they know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always, it's just, it's so cold. You're walking on Main Street and it's so cold. But I guess that makes sense to do it in the winter. But September would have been like ideal. But like nothing's going on in January. No one. Yeah. It's post holidays. That's true. People from LA are like, I get to buy sweaters. Yeah. (laughs) I get to buy a new wardrobe. I want to bundle up. Guys, I get to buy a really expensive puffy jacket. Yeah. yeah, Maybe that, I have no idea. But I'm guessing people ski. I think rich, famous people do they ski? I think they yes. do, but I I also don't know if they necessarily come here to ski for for yeah, like, the are festival. Are you going to ski during the festival? I yeah. I it seems like they just come see their movie and leave. Like I, I don't know yes. how, if they stay very long. Yeah, I don't know. And probably. Like, we all know they're here. You would want to come when no one knows that you're here. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to see if we see any paparazzi shots right, of right. skiers. I know. Yeah. You don't really hear about them on the slopes. Yeah. But I think I, that was the intent. I will say. Yes. <laughs> such a stupid side note that I know. Back to Taylor Swift. Yeah. In her song, <laughs> Are We out of, or out of the Woods. Yeah. There's a part in it, and it's about Harry Styles when they dated. Oh. He had to get stitches in a hospital, and it says it's anyway. That's part of the lines. That was in that was in Park City. Oh, it was. They were. I think they were snowmobiling though. Oh. For maybe they were skiing. It was she was here with Harry, and Selena was here with Justin, and it was like this like getaway weekend that they did. And then Harry ended up getting hurt and had to get stitches. And the story goes that they went to the hospital, and Taylor like asked like all the nurses like please don't tell anyone that we right. were here, that this happened, blah, blah, blah. And the story didn't get out. And then she shared it like later down the road after the song had yeah. been released and people had asked her about it. That's funny. Um, and I don't know if there are paparazzi shots of them there, but just as I was reading about what that song well, is about. Yeah. So I don't even know if that was during Sundance. So right. I don't, I mean, I don't think they were, I don't think it was. And you can kind of wear gear 
while skiing that hides that's true pretty well so maybe super true maybe it's a good thing yeah yeah but yes they they changed the date to january and it was but it was still called the u.s or it was called the u.s film and video festival at that point okay 1981 1984, the Sundance Institute was getting more established and headed by Sterling Van Wagenen. They took over management of the festival, so the Institute took over. Gary Beer and Van Wagenen's spearheaded production of the inaugural U.S. Film Festival, presented by Sundance Institute in 1985, which included program director Tony Safford and administrative director Jenny Walt Selby. Colleen Allen from Allen Advertising, Inc., by appointment of Robert Redford, rebranded the Ooh. festival to the Sundance Film Festival in nice. 1991, which kind of has more of a cachet. Like, yeah. it just sounds a lot better than the U.S. Yeah, film and video festival sure. or whatever. But interesting that, yeah, they were not they were only in Sundance for like a year. Yeah, exactly. And, and by the time they rebranded, they were not yeah. in Sundance. Yeah. Um, and there have been a few spinoff locations for the festival. Um in 2012, they did Sundance London. Oh, no way. And they did it, I don't know if there's a 2021, but there was one all the way up to last year, except for 2015, for some reason. And then there was Sundance Hong Kong. Oh, no that way. started... That's cool. 2014. Again, not sure about 2020. Yeah. And again, did not happen in 2015. I don't know what happened that year. <laughs> Um, and then from 2006 through 2008, Sundance Institute collaborated with the Brooklyn Academy of Music, BAM, on a special series of film screenings, performances, panel discussions, and special events, bringing the Institute's activities and the festival's programming to New York City. There's just, to be honest, there's a lot connected to the Sundance Institute. They do a lot of programs and a lot of mentorships and all this stuff, so I'm just kind of touching on <laughs> A few of them. Yeah. There's just a lot. Yeah, for sure. Which is cool. Um, but there's also something called the Sundance Film Festival Short Film Tour. Oh. So it's a 97-minute theatrical program of seven short films selected from this year's festival. Or uh, I don't know if they do it every year. They do year. it every year. Every we year? I went we went to one. Oh, nice. It was just at the... Um, an, a theater. I think it was just probably the Broadway Theater or whatever downtown. Yes. Yep. And um, they played, we watched like seven shorts and it was just so, it was really cool to sit there and just watch them one after another. And like, I do remember one of them was about like um, the Holocaust, which was like, but it was a, it was um, kind of in the perspective of like a kid, if I remember right. And um, it was interesting. It was, it was really good. They were all really good, but it was, it was really cool to see them. Yeah. Just one right after another. Yeah. And and to get a little taste instead of just seeing one movie, you got to see a whole bunch. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know if they do it every year, but that we probably did that. I mean, it's probably been like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it's like this was, I think, the 2019 program, but it was seven short films selected from this year's festival, widely considered the premier showcase for short films and the launch pad for many now prominent independent filmmakers for more than 30 years. So there's fiction, documentary, animation, like all different mm-hmm. kinds of short films. I bet da- Daniel has a really good memory. He could probably name you He'll every single short that titles, we have. Yeah. yeah, that we saw. And it's cool that it tours around because, yeah. I mean, not everybody can make it up there. Yeah, and Yeah. I mean, not everybody here can do that. So it's kind of cool that they. Yeah, they just played at a, at a normal yeah. theater. Um, but in case you were not aware, the festival has changed over the years. <laughs> I feel like it used to be this really like 
low budget film yes. indie like no one's ever heard of these non-hollywood people making yeah. these movies and now it's kind of like this huge hollywood thing yeah and like because people would go to try to sell their movies but like now i don't yeah were they selling <laughs> their movies to like studios to be like yeah that was the promoted into like and put in a theater and that sort of money thing. someone buys your movie and they distribute it but now, but yeah, like, it seems like all now, the people that are doing movies, they already have money. And, yeah, well, like Taylor Swift's movie, it yeah. was like, oh, it's already going to be on Netflix. Yeah. So, like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like, but, what's the... Are they still giving out awards? Yeah, they do awards still. It's actually hard for, like, low-budget, non-Hollywood people to get into Sundance these days. And in 2009, there was a documentary called Official Rejection which showed these small filmmakers trying to get into all these film festivals, including Sundance, um, in the late 2000s, and just how difficult it was. Oh, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, because there used to be these studios like Miramax and New Line Cinema that would sign independents. Like, not everyone's going to get these the big studios. Yeah. Um, they just no longer exist. Mm. New Line merged with Warner Brothers. Um, in 2008, Miramax, which unfortunately was a Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein oh, right. company, was bought up by Disney and then sold a few more times and is currently partially under, like, Paramount CBS. So there's no, like, real home or friendly place for low-budget indie films Every, to be All the purchased. studios are really large. Yeah. Is that kind of the... And I think they want to, they want to make money. Yeah. And so they don't want to risk it i guess yeah and like they already own so many different like um entities that it's probably like what's like everyone is owned (laughs) by disney big umbrellas yeah yeah that's like what what is their incentive to like try to go find it they're already making yeah billion dollar movies yeah they don't need these little movies all right let's start let's start our own film (laughs) festival start our own production (laughs) company just do it (laughs) just somehow with Magic money, mm-hmm. we will buy stuff. Yes. So in 2010, Sundance made changes with a new programming category called NEXT, all in caps. I think there's also, it's just a symbol or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, which was introduced to showcase innovative films that are able to transcend the confines of an independent budget. I don't know if that really solved anything, but maybe. Yeah. I, maybe I just don't know enough. Um But another recent addition was the Sundance Film Festival USA program, in which eight of the festival's films are shown in eight different theaters around the U.S. So I don't know if that's during... I'm assuming that's during the festival. Yeah. But just kind of trying to get the movies out there. Yeah. Um, But these are still, like, bigger budget movies. Yeah. So it's like... Like, I don't... I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they've kind of lost the mis- their like mission of like yeah. what the point of it is. And I don't know if you can go back. Like can you go back after that? After what? After, after you getting so big, can you pare it down to just no names? Like Yeah, and know. how do you what do you say? You're like, okay, you, you can only you can only you can only submit submit videos or movies that have only been, you know, their budget was lower than a million dollars or two million or whatever. And but then like Okay, so then a big studio makes a movie that was only $2 million. Like, (laughs) you know, like, I don't, like, what are the, you have to be a no-name, but then, like, I don't know how you would. Like, how do you, I don't know. Yeah. How do you go back to that? Yeah. To its roots. But also, 
the movies are not just American anymore. They're very international. So there's a lot that goes on during Sundance. So there's parties are a big part of the event. Um, screenings, panels. From a Vox article I read by Alyssa Wilkinson, she was talking about why Sundance matters. Uh, she says... Sundance is a lot of things, an exhibition for the most exciting independently produced films from the U.S. and around the world, an early predictor of movie trends, which is, I think, true, a networking hub for filmmakers and other talent looking to break into the movie business, a forum for discussing issues and groundbreaking technologies that affect film and media, a place to spot celebrities in puffy jackets and furry boots. <laughs> And a palate cleanser after the hectic fall movie season. An estimated 122,000 people attended the festival in 2019. Only a slight dip from 2018's 125,000 attendees, which makes it the largest festival devoted to independent film fa- film making in the United States. Oh, wow. So... Independent, questionable, but... I mean, I think there are still a lot of independent movies there. Yeah. But it gets kind of overshadowed, I think. Yeah. By. Or, yeah, at least bigger, more than it used to be. Yeah, more than it used to be. But that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's 125,000. That's a lot of. That's a lot of people. Yeah. She goes on to describe the process of shopping your film. When you have an independent film, you're trying to sell it to distributors who come to the festival looking for new films to acquire for theatrical release. Or nowadays, it's also for like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, you know, digital release. Um, Some movies are acquired before they get to Sundance, Mm. which is a little weird, it seems, like we were saying Taylor Swift, Netflix, yeah. Then why are you showing it there? Yeah, and... Unless it's just to help promote Sundance in general, like, they're, like, we'll have these other... Like, they're not... Are they entered into... I mean, if they've already been signed or whatever. Yeah, I don't... I don't know the lingo, but then do they... um, Is it just, like, well, we want to promote... Like, we'll just play it. Yeah. Yeah, just do a screening... And, like, it can draw a crowd. Yeah. Um, and bring publicity to my movie. It. Or, or, or is that up for, like, a, a a Sundance Award? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there are a we'll bunch of We'll find out in, like, a week or two. Yeah. If there's like, <laughs> Somebody fill us in. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe the Be awards lo- are, like, today, and who knows. Yeah. But, like, there's also Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell's new movie that... Because I follow her on Instagram and have heard about it for a while. And it comes out like Valentine's Day. And then it's like, we're going to Sundance with that movie. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, how? Like, why? You already have a release date. Yeah, you're already going to be in theaters. You're huge. So why is it going to Sundance? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Someone tell us. Someone fill us in. Please explain how this works. Because I don't know. Um, But then Wilkinson goes on to say... In 2020, 3,853 feature-length films were submitted for consideration. Wow. Along with 10,397 short films. Wow. 10,000 short and films. Did you go through all of those? Holy cow. Like, someone's watching these. Yeah. According That's to- really cool, though, that, they, that there's so many that many. Like, obviously, yeah. some of those are big studios, but right. that's got to be a couple thousand that are just yeah. independent makers. Just and small. That's... Budget, yeah. Yeah. According to Sundance, 1,698 of the feature film submissions were from the U.S. and 2,155 were international. But ultimately, only 128 feature films were selected 
to play at the festival. Only oh my 128. Gosh. Out of all of those. 107 of which were world premieres, meaning they hadn't been shown anywhere else before. Yeah, so but then they get... were on Netflix a week later. I know. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> or in theaters. Or in theaters for Valentine's Day. No one's ever seen this. No one's ever seen it. will in a few weeks at but the theater down the street. Will. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone. <laughs> Um, other stuff that goes on at the festival includes non-competing movies and special screenings, and maybe that's Taylor Swift. Okay. Musical performances. There's lots of, like, concerts. Which, like, I get. I get, like, if you're... And that, like I said, yes. it's probably what it screenings, is. Screenings, yeah. Just screenings to promote. But if you have... 3,000 and 10,000 yeah, videos... Do you need? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you need more screenings? So did Netflix pay to show... Maybe that's maybe that's how it works. If you already signed, the company will pay, right? And basically, it's part of their marketing budget, right? To promote this movie that's gonna be on everyone's television in a week. I don't know. It's I don't gotta know be, either. Gotta be something. I'm like sure that. they do. I mean, a movie like that. I'm sure Netflix or like the Julia Louise Dreyfus, like yeah. her whatever her studio probably paid for they all the probably publicity either way but. into Sundance. Is yeah. that a thing? Like can maybe they have a thing where they're like, yeah, if it's just a screening, you can pay. Yeah, you to can have just a screening. Yeah, have this theater. I mean, I, Taylor's movie just played at the um whatever the Park City High School. Oh. No, that's where her and where I have where I've gone to see um that's where I went. I saw I saw a movie um, a couple years ago. Randomly, I got well. I got a ticket. My aunt was here. Her father in law was in a movie. It wasn't the movie that we saw, but she got tickets randomly for this oh, yeah. one. And it was about um, these kids that lived in um, Alaska. Uh-huh. And it was like during you know the time of the year where it's sunny all the time. And anyway, there's like a murder that happens, and it was re- it was really good. But um, that was just at the the auditorium of the, of the high, high school. school. So oh, Park wow. City High School shows has a lot of, yeah. of it's a really nice theater. There we go, Taylor Swift at the high school. Um, but yeah, so special screenings like we just talked about, musical performances, concerts, and whatnot. Although I haven't heard a lot about them this year, I feel like you kind of hear like, oh, these big names that are, yeah. Maybe I'm just not on that radar anymore. <laughs> um, we are not on the mailing list are. for Sundance. Yeah. Um, and panel discussions, like we talked about, lots of sponsored parties. I think lots of sponsored parties, events, pop-up shops, lots of interviews with journalists. Um, there's red carpet. There are a lot of private parties for invited guests only. Um, and, of course, there is skiing. Yes. Which question mark? If that actually if happens. that actually happens, I'm, it's I'm sure it does, but I don't think they stay here as long as we wish that they yeah, stay here. I think they're in and out pretty quick. But my next episode is about skiing, yeah, and Park City is like the the biggest resort in yeah. Utah and possibly the United States because yeah, they combine a, with it's canyons. A big one, so yeah. they're gonna come. Like they better, yeah, take advantage. Better, better. This is amazing. This is Utah. This is the best snow on earth. Uh, the greatest, greatest, greatest shoot snow. <laughs> I only know because I just oh that's right just researched it. Yes, um, and a lot of times Sundance films are included in next year's Oscar race. Awards like last year, The Farewell. I don't know if you saw that movie. No, with Aquafina is really good. Um, but it came out at Sundance last year, and she just barely a couple weeks ago won the Golden Globe for it. So, oh, a lot cool. of you know, notable movies from Sundance kind of often head to awards season, right? So, um, like a more bigger budget movie, though, right? That one, was I don't think it was okay. 
but cool. anyways i definitely recommend it all of a sudden i'm like i'm like you're sell like out. questioning <laughs> i'm like i'm disappointed in everyone independent <laughs> movies that i didn't have before. Like, no i did yeah but that's not anymore funny. yeah so there are obviously so many details about this festival a lot of those details we do not know <laughs> apparently <laughs> but we um, want to learn someone tell yes us. um and there's a lot like i said like programs and events and outreach and stuff like that and if you go to sundance.org you can kind of dig deeper into that yeah um, that's where i got a lot of my info um the stats for 2020 so this year it went from january 23rd to February 2nd, 2020, Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. Palindrome Super Bowl day. day, Super Bowl Day, yes. Yeah. It's 0202, 2020. Oh. The cute. date. Anyways, Robert Redford did not participate in this year's opening remarks the like he time? usually does. Okay. Um, they released his comments on an online press kit. And had some pre-taped video. Oh no! But I think he usually, yeah, does the Is opening. Is he just getting remarks. too I don't old? Know. Sick. It didn't say. Maybe he's mad that all these big studios are there. He's now. like, this is not the festival <laughs> I started. I don't know. Like I said, 128 feature films, so 79 narrative features and 49 documentary features. That's a lot of documentaries. Yeah, I love documentaries. Yeah. Um, there, this year, there was pre-taped acknowledgments of the Ute people. Oh, okay. So in black, the these little videos in black and white running about 30 seconds each preceded every festival screening in Park City, Salt Lake, and Sundance this year. They still do some screenings at the Sundance Resort. The messages are delivered by staff of the Sundance Institute's Indigenous Program, which encourages Native filmmakers from around the world to tell their stories. Oh, that's really cool. So out of the 90 directors of the 66 films in the five competition categories, U.S. narrative and doc, world narrative and docs, and the next categories that that I talked about earlier, 40% are women. Nice. 40% are people of color and 9% are LGBTQ+. Very cool. That's 40% of women. Like, these are are good numbers. Yeah. Getting higher. This year's opening day slate focuses on the festival's nonfiction programming, highlighting Crip Camp, the story of a summer camp for people with disabilities that evolved in the 1970s. And that came from the Obama's Higher Ground Productions Company. And then the second opening day film was Netflix Miss Americana. Yeah. Taylor. Taylor. So the highly anticipated documentary about Taylor Swift. Mm Mm-hmm. So those were the two openings. Um, So tickets go on sale in October for the festival. But I don't know if everyone knows this. Utah residents get to purchase tickets two days before the general public. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. I've been missing that. I could have freaking (laughs) gone to Taylor's. Yes. So I think what it is is you can buy your tickets, and then um, when it gets closer, you choose what shows you're going to go to. Okay. So it's not like you can – you just kind of – Buy flat tickets, and then you choose what shows are available. Gotcha. So you can get the Locals SLC Pass for $500, which provides access to all Sundance screenings in Salt Lake City with priority entrance and an official credential. Ooh. So, again, you buy that, then when it gets closer to the festival, you pick your movies. Yeah. Then there's the Locals 10 ticket package for $300, which gets the buyer 10 tickets for all locations and two official 
credentials. Then there is the Utah Student 10 Ticket Package for $150, which gets students 10 tickets to screenings in Salt Lake City. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I wish I still had a student ID. Yeah, for sure. Um, and an official credential. So that's only open to full-time undergraduate and graduate students with valid ID okay. from a college or university in Utah. Locals buying ticket packages will select their tickets January 9th and 10th. Okay. So a few weeks before the festival. Individual individual tickets go on sale to Utah residents on January 16th for $25 each. $10 for kids screenings, which I didn't oh, know was a thing. No. Films are still screened at the Sundance Resort. I think not very many. Yeah. Um, but mostly in Park City and then in Salt Lake City. So I've seen one years ago in Salt Lake City. And then I, my husband and I went and saw one in Ogden one year. But I don't think oh. they do Ogden anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's too far. Yeah. But the, it was like a, it was a, a premiere or like, or was it just like a I screening think at a there was. There were panels after, but I don't think it was, like, with actors. I think it was just gotcha. with filmmakers. Yeah. So notable names that have come out of Sundance. Maybe you've heard of some of these people. I, like, only put down ones that I had heard of. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. But yes. Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, mm. David O. Russell, mm. Steven Soderbergh, yep. Edward Burns, Darren Aronofsky, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Ryan Johnson, mm. didn't he just do the latest Star, Star Wars? Okay, um, no, not the latest, Sarah. The, oh, one, before the one before that everyone hated. Ooh. Yeah, that everyone hated. My husband loved it. So really, he hated the last, the, the most, most recent, recent one. one. Anyways, they all had flaws. It's just, <laughs> just despicable. I'm not a big Star Wars person. I'm not really either. Um, Ava DuVernay, Richard Linklater. Spike Jones, Catherine Hardwick, Wes Anderson, mm -hmm. Jason Reitman, Neil LeBoot, and many, many more. Very cool. So, anyways, have you ever seen Robert Redford? That was another question I wanted. To... In real life? Yeah. No. Up at Sundance? No. Have I've you seen, seen him? him once. Like walking around? Yeah, I was at. Are you familiar with Sundance? Yeah. Like if I. I mean, kind of. Okay, I've been there you know, a there's like times, but... the little shop, mm -hmm. and then you go like to the left towards the restaurant okay and there's kind of a little counter shop another little shop yeah um but yeah he was in there once and i think it was like just before i moved to new york and i'm like oh, there he is i finally saw robert redford cool <laughs> and was he, he also like, what oh, oh he went to pratt oh the no way. I went did to you say york. hi to him hell did no you say, i'm going to pratt right now <laughs> no way man i'm not talking to robert redford he, I don't talk to He's walking around in the in just open in his land. In his well, sure, but I'm I sure mean, he would have loved it. Everyone was aware who, that, that he, he was, was there. there. I didn't want to be That'd like. Be weird. Can to I take like, a selfie? Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to ask him for a selfie. Just say, Pratt. <laughs> you, me, I'm going Pratt. to Pratt. I mean, he also did not graduate from Pratt. <laughs> he was, so much he was studying painting, though. Oh, cool. Interestingly enough, yeah. So okay, next have time you run into him, yeah, we'll go. Does this, he'll be like, what? What are you talking about? Let's go hang out with some dance for a minute. No, he's like, cool. Lots of people go to Pratt. Not really. He's like, the, I Not don't. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, if you are lucky, you get to see. I'm, there's a lot of Robert Redford sighting stories I've heard. That's cool. So if uh, if anyone has, yeah, a good Sundance festival story. Oh my gosh, we yeah, totally want to hear it. Absolutely. It's. Does, I mean, can you beat Haley Duff? Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Jordan. 
Can you be? That might top everyone else's story. <laughs> I think I, one time we were driving up there and I swear we, the Ed Helms was crossing the road and I didn't see oh, him. Oh, because he looks like a normal person probably. <laughs> well, he was dark and he, he was wearing dark clothes uh, and it was just, they were like, the crowd had finally parted yeah. or whatever and I was trying to turn left and then he kept going and he like turned and looked at oh. the at the I mean he didn't get like get mad I didn't get close to him but he kind of <laughs> like turned his head and I stopped and then he kept going and then everyone in the car was like was that at Helms like four of <laughs> all four of us like he either it was someone his doppelganger or yeah. it was him but anyway I really my stories are so lame and he did I have good more better celebrity stories from living in New York than Anytime I've been to Park City. Yeah. <laughs> during yeah. Sundance. We'll have to go. I just am not cool enough to go to all the cool places at Sundance. I, well, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what, how you would get invited to no, the cool I don't, parties don't know the first or anything. Thing, and I, 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 I would totally just feel awkward, I think. Yeah. Just like like that. Like, like just staring at someone here. from afar. I'm sure they and, love that. Yeah. And everyone is like, she's not supposed to be here. Yeah. You don't look like you're supposed to be here. I don't think you're one of us. Um, you're wearing Ugg boots. <laughs> nice try. Nice. Turn around. Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Take out the Ugg girl. Well, there you go. Cool. A little Sundance film festival history that's pr- too late, but better late than never, right? But yeah. It doesn't It doesn't It's interesting. Matter. Yeah. We want to we know anyway. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. You can find us on Instagram at Utah Famous. We have a Facebook page. You're welcome to join and chime in. We'd love to hear from you. We are on Twitter at Utah Famous Pod. And you're always welcome to email us at utahfamous at gmail.com. Please do with comments or suggestions for upcoming episodes. We would love to hear from anyone. Yes. Anyone. Anyone. Hello. Somebody. Are you out there? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jordan. Thanks. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.